0: This is the Rich Eisen Show.
2: Here's the other surprising part.
0: With guest host Kirk Morrison.
2: Buckle up, he's
3: going to put on a show.
0: Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I've
2: been watching you guys since day one. You guys are getting better and better. Activating.
0: No. The Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show. Host of the Business of Sports podcast, Andrew Brandt. Still to come. Golf channel analyst, Randall Chamblee. NBA writer for The Athletic, Zach Harper. And now, filling in for Rich, it's Kirk Morrison.
4: Back here on the Rich Eisen Show uh, on this Friday. Getting ready, uh, Friday of President's Weekend. So for everybody enjoying the uh, long weekend, probably skipping out of work today if you are, glad you're listening, glad you are watching as we get ready for our first weekend or uh NFL weekend or NFL lists weekend. I should call it. I can't wait to see uh, what people are out there. If we had a poll question a little bit earlier, you can reach out to us at rich Eisen show on Twitter at rich Eisen show on Instagram, eight, four, four, two Oh four rich. Cause I presented the question. What will you be watching this weekend? What will you be watching? Not the NFL won't, won't see any, any NFL this weekend. So what will you be watching? Will you be watching the NBA all-star weekend? It's festivities, has that really lost its luster? Right, we know Kevin Durant won't be playing. No Steph Curry, Giannis Antetokounmpo hurt his wrist yeah, last maybe night, no so you may not have Giannis. Right, it's I remember when NBA All Star Weekend was coming up, it was must see TV because you had the stars, like the star stars playing, and in the the dunk contest and the three-point shootout it was like i'm literally now turning on the saturday night festivities and i'm like wait who's this dude again you know like the dunk contest i literally have no idea who most of the guys are because i don't really watch a lot of the guys who are participate if you're participating in the dunk contest now it's because they just need you to come just just go jump <laughs> just go just go do something cool so I don't know if I'll be watching the NBA All-Star Weekend. Will you be watching the Daytona 500 this weekend? February 19th, Sunday, 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time. The XFL debuts its second go-around. That'll be uh, something that I'll be watching a little bit. Always seeing if there's a quarterback or two that could find their way into an opportunity. Think about this. Josh Johnson, quarterback for the 49ers. Their fourth-string quarterback actually got into the game. On the, in the NFC Championship game against the Eagles. So, yeah, you possibly could see your team's future fourth quarterback coming up this weekend in an XFL game uh, in their debut as well. Then also, too, and this is where we are right now, the Genesis Open, the Riviera Country Club, mm. the return of Tiger Woods. Uh, after a seven-month layoff, Tiger Woods has now returned to the golf course. After going two under on Friday, or sorry, on Thursday, he enters today. And so far, um, I think he is about even on the day. Even on the day. And so still sitting at minus two for the tournament. But I will say this there is still an excitement about seeing Tiger Woods on a golf course. And it's like you always think it may fade, it may fade. It's not fading, regardless of how. And look, we all know that he probably, just to be honest, may not win the tournament. We just, that's just how it is. But to see him out there and to see him competing and to see him still making some of the more magical and memorable shots right now at this age after his accident and going out there and still looking like Tiger. Right to me, I'm excited just to watch. I'm hoping that he makes it to the weekend. I want him to make it to the weekend because now I do have something to watch on Sunday. Sorry, NBA All Star Game. <laughs> like, I'm watching Tiger Woods finish out the weekend at Riviera, along with some of the other stars. And I think, you know, being at the Waste Management, the Phoenix Open last week during Super Bowl week, there are some big stars. Right? You're seeing Jordan Spieth. I watched him come up to 16 and. How the crowd just is just the, the the roar and how excited John Rahm and a lot of these guys are, but when Tiger Woods comes around, it's just different. I mean, it is a different atmosphere when he's there. Brockman, you were there. You had a chance to walk around Riviera for a couple I hours. Did. You know what the feeling is still like for Tiger Woods. Man,
1: it was crazy. So I never really got to watch Tiger play in person mm. uh, you know, during during the heyday, right? Yeah. So I was super excited to go out to Riv yesterday and just kind of check it out. You know, especially he's in such a Hall of Fame group with Roy McElroy, McElroy. Yeah. four four-time major winner, and Justin Thomas, who's won too. So think about it. There's 21 major championships in this group, which is just absolutely mind-blowing. And you were right. The excitement is still there. It was eight, ten guys deep on every hole that this group was playing at. Guys were running ahead two, three holes to surround the green, just waiting for them. So, like, I I did that at one point. I jumped ahead to hole 14, and it was already two and three people (laughs) deep when I got there, and they were teeing off on 11. So we were just getting kind of a head jump on them coming into this short par three. And you can see it watching the coverage right now. Like it's, he's still the face of golf, yeah. which is crazy. Cause he's 46 years old now mm-hmm. and he's a shell of himself. Like he's only going to play in the majors and a handful of other events. Like this is his first tournament since July of last yeah. year at the open championship. When he missed the cut and he is the host of the Genesis event. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the site where he got into the accident two years ago. But just to see him out there, the swag is back. He, he said it. <laughs> he said it earlier in the week. He's only going to play if he thinks he can win. And he's out here, and he's under par, which is remarkable. Like I was very skeptical that he'd even make the cut, and right. now if he plays even the rest of the way, it looks like he's going to be around on the weekend, and the ratings are going to be. Through the roof for this tournament.
4: Through the roof. I mean, I know that's what I'll be watching um, because my golf hiatus is now over with. Like, once the NFL season you're is done, now over back. with, I'm back. So it's like when Tiger Woods is back, I'm also retelling the world I'm back and <laughs> my scratch golf self. Um, but yeah, I get to dust my clubs off. They've been in the garage for uh, since <laughs> August. And when I say dust, I will have to send you guys a picture. They got dust on them. So I'm about <laughs> to just dust everything off. <laughs> to clean on, yeah, to go grab all the golf balls I'll be losing on the first tee when I go up there uh, <laughs> over the next couple of weeks to go out and play. But I think Tiger Woods being back, it also, like you mentioned, brings back an audience. It brings back an audience that... And I will say this. Golf is in really good hands oh right gosh, now. Yes. Like The elevation or the way that golf has been elevated over the last couple of years. And this is where I do give credit to the emergence of the live tour because it's forced the PGA to say, you know what? We got to do something different. The old ways that we've been doing golf and how we've been publicizing it. We can't do that anymore. We need to put more money in the pots. We need to put our, our players more on a pedestal a little bit. You know, they always used to say, Hey, you'll never be bigger than the shield. Okay, that's the NFL. All right, the shield's always gonna be the shield. It's always gonna be players revolving. That's different than golf. You can't the the PGA tour symbol is not bigger than the players. I think the players make the PGA tour because you can play a lot longer. Like the NFL, let's be honest. Some of the stars here today, gone tomorrow. Yep. You know, we're talking about eight. Nine, ten-year careers. I played eight years in the NFL, and just as much as I was in, boom, I was out. <laughs> and there's someone else coming in. Obviously, there'll be your trends, you know, their generational talent at quarterbacks in terms of, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, you know, Tom Brady, those types of guys. Jalen Hurts now on the run. We're seeing Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow. But when you think about some of the stars in golf now, you're talking about Max Homa. You're talking about John Rahm. You're talking about, uh, you mentioned Kevin Mitchell. You're talking about. Some of the guys, you know, Scotty Scheffler, who actually won the Phoenix Open, he forgot he won the Open. He won, <laughs> he won back the to Phoenix back. Open back to yeah. back, right? But those are names that are now like synonymous with golf. Like, I can't wait to see it. If Tiger Woods would not be playing in the Genesis, I'd still be watching. Yep. I'd still be watching because I feel like over the last couple of years, I've been able to learn the players a lot more because of the emphasis of what. I think social media has done, which they've never really fully embraced. Like I thought PGA has never really embraced social media and now they fully embrace it because we have to reach a different generation. I think the NFL has done that too. The NBA has done a great job at that. We have to reach people in different ways, but before people aren't just on Saturday sitting down watching four hours of golf and four or five hours of golf anymore. That's just not what they're going to do. But if you go give me a couple clips of somebody knocking down an eagle on 14 or something, like, okay, now I'm gonna watch that tomorrow now. Okay, okay, oh, I forgot about that. Let me watch it tomorrow or I can watch this. So I think that's the bigger part for me is that now I'm starting to see that emphasis. So in a weekend like this where you're trying to capture eyeballs, what's gonna capture our interests for the next four to five months before I think the NBA playoffs start? Because April, when NBA playoffs start, is fun. Or March Madness, right? Yeah, like, we we can always act like we watch college basketball, but who cares? Let's be honest. We're gonna nope. fill out our brackets. We watch in March. Yeah, brackets, in March baby. we are gonna watch. And trust me, I, I just I read that I guess did Purdue lose for the second time or something? Alabama like that?
1: was ranked yeah. number one. When, yeah, did, I'm like, when Alabama, did that when is this Football.
4: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't <laughs> yeah, let them so, take over basketball yeah, yeah. too. What? Like, like what? come on. Maryland has beaten Purdue for like the second time in three weeks or hey. so. I don't even. I'm just I. 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 I read college basketball. I don't watch. Does that does that make sense? Oh, yeah. totally. I'm reading college basketball. I can't tell you who are the best players no and idea. who this and that. I just, hey, where's Kentucky? I've seen Duke win on a controversial, or they, did they lose on a controversial basket a couple weeks ago? That's what I'm saying. I read the articles. I don't necessarily watch the games. And so what now is driving that interest to get my attention on the television screen? What is going to draw me in to say, hey, I want to watch this? That's what I think that this weekend is really all about in sports. Yeah, what is going to carry me before the big events start, before the NBA playoffs start, right? Pitchers and catchers are reporting over in Arizona, and catchers, right, baby. So you got baseball that's also in the forefront. That's going to be coming up in a couple weeks. You know, it's going to be some new teams now that or new players that have switched teams and some new blood. Obviously, I'm I. Went to college in San Diego, so I follow a lot of the San Diego media. They're so ready. they're hyped. They're hyped up. I mean, the hey, hype man. train hype. on the Andres. Padres hype. is I mean, that that the uh, Pacific Sunliner or Surfliner, that's the train that goes from LA to San Diego. That train is packed of bandwagon fans. Oh, yeah. Trust <laughs> me, who want to beat up on the Dodgers who are still pretty good. But I think that this is what this weekend's really all about because I'll be able to watch a little bit of everything. I'll watch the NBA, but it's missing some of the stars, right? There'll be no Russell Westbrook. LeBron'll play ten minutes, right? He'll go out there and say his hellos and yeah. run around for a little bit, and then he's out. And then <laughs> of all the stars you, can, you you lead off with Russell Westbrook, he doesn't even have a team. <laughs> I know he ain't got no team. I'm just saying, like, think about this. Not in the think game now anymore. <laughs> he's been an all star for a long time. Right? Five years ago, you think about some of the all stars who were out there. You know, and they're it's just not they're not there anymore. And look, that's no offense to some of the guys who have actually earned it and deserved it. But I would say this: a lot of the guys who are playing in the game—no offense—don't necessarily move the needle like the guys who aren't playing. It's factual,
5: you know. What I mean, you like, know, especially like you said, when it comes to the dunk contest. You know, when you when you look at who we could have in the dunk contest uh, as right. opposed to who we're getting. And no disrespect to these guys, we got Trey Murphy the third from the Pelicans. We got Jericho right. Sims of the Knicks. We got Kenyon Martin Jr. Of, of the Rockets, and then we got Mac McClung, who was playing G League. He was in a G League. Who the Sixers just signed brought him up. Mac got McClung, Mac McClung
1: so, was like a YouTube,
5: like, yeah, he was. YouTube right. hey, his
1: high school dunks—he was kind of like Zion in a, he was, in a way. He like, was
5: Zion before Zion. Well, he wasn't quite Zion.
1: But he was no, like he, was he was Zion. A white no, dude. He, McClung, he
5: wasn't quite. The little
1: Zion. white dude with the little crazy white hops. Dude with the hops. He, he was, was like he was, oh.
5: guys. He was not quite Zion Williamson. All right, yeah, all right, Zion was doing some other things. Zion was otherworldly. Like, you can't even put McClung in high school in the same. Uh, I don't uh, know, man. Go back and rewatch. I the little white dude dunk. Yes. it was amazing. Well, and, and that's why, Chris. Because it was he a six, little white dude. Was that's two. why. I, I, I didn't want to have to say it, but you said it. So now I can say it. That's no, why. He, he had, like, who's this dude with the springs on the bottom He's got of his shoe? Springs, springs, but jumping I'm saying, are you real hyped to see Matt? I mean, like, I like Matt McClung. he was still playing. He went to Georgetown. He's a sixer now, so
4: he left yeah. Warriors Summer League
5: team. So, so I can understand fan. how that doesn't necessarily motivate you to turn the channel to. Well, I'm, watching, to, to watch I'm, that dunk I'm contest. watching
4: guys in the dunk contest who are sometimes fringe NBA players or guys I'm not really yeah. watching their teams
5: throughout like we, the NBA we season. We need the
4: John Morant. Like every time, Sports Center has now become
5: just a John Morant highlight film. And like, I mean, John Morant is that good though. And so you got to wonder why John Morant isn't in the dunk contest. You know, Zion's hurt. So I right. guess that's why he's not in it, but there definitely are some name players that you would suspect and could expect to be in this.
4: Well, I would aren't. love to see John Morant. I, I got lucky enough to see John Morant in person this year for the first time or last the, the, this season for the first time, unbelievable player. But it's those guys who will have, or players like that who will take this NBA all-star weekend showcase because earlier when I talked about passing of the torch, who are the guys who are going to move the needle when at some point LeBron walks away from the game? Who is going to be that guy that you say it's must-watch TV? Like, I have to watch this. I ha- oh, he- oh, he's playing. Because right now, a lot of times, I could watch some highlights, to be honest, right?
2: now It's, <laughs>
4: it's not there for me, but it is coming back, though. I, I get more excited for the NBA, and I've always said the NBA season truly doesn't start till after the Super Bowl yeah. hits triple zeros. Yep, you know uh, we had it's a s- true. we had a fury of of trades during during Super Bowl week, and it was just Kevin like Kevin Durant got traded, got on, traded. Got on Wednesday <laughs> night wait, that was at like <laughs> eleven p.m. Arizona time.
1: And and like, depth, oh,
5: cool! Definitely <laughs> like and. They came over and took a little bit of shine, I would say, just for a few hours, at least with us. Like we, I
4: was at a Bud Light party and it was just like, oh, dude, Kevin Durant coming to me. I was like, hey, all right, it, it was it. like
5: two hours straight of like we're on air, like holy crap, holy crap, holy crap. So there's uh, so much
4: happening. On the it head. was uh, it was too much happening, and then like the next day it was like, oh, we still got a game coming up, so I like, kind of drowned out all the excitement from the NBA. Well, that's you know why it mean? wasn't too much because NBA knew they had a small window, so they well, might why not, well, not do, do it this week? Why not push your trade deadline a couple weeks yeah, to where you could? we could be talking about it all week long, like, oh my god, this is a great trade. I feel like we can't really even talk about it because it happened at a time where, lost, yeah. you know, we're talking about Jalen Hurts versus Patrick Mahomes, yeah. Eagles, Chiefs. Who's going to win? Who's going to win their second Super Bowl in the last five years? It was... Now we're talking about Kevin Durant who possibly won't even play until after the All-Star break. So you got a lot going into that, but... Again, like you have to look at a situation in which the NBA has to draw eyeballs. Right now, my attention early in the president's weekend is on golf, is on Tiger Woods and some of the big-name stars who are down the street from us right here at the Riviera Country Club, the Genesis Open. And I wonder, I'll ask this question to Brando Chamblee. He's coming up next. I'll get a chance to talk to him. I do wonder... I wonder about the guys who decided to leave to go on the live tour. Are they now watching from their homes or on the practice rounds looking at where Palatial Estates from what they were getting paid? I'm sure that's yeah. where they're watching yeah. from. Nah. That, but it, it could be Palatial <laughs> Estates, but you know what's always fun? You know what's crazy? You can be that way and say, hey, you know what? Palatial Estates and things like that. But if you're watching these dudes on the tour, are actually having fun. And I don't care how much money you are. When you see someone else having fun, you're like, dude, I want that. I miss that. And I'm wondering, are some guys having possible remorse? Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily buyer's remorse, but it's like, man, I mean, I know I'm making a ton of money, but, man, that sure looks cool, the way that they're playing and how it's elevated. Maybe could I come? I was reading some reports. There may be some guys who may want to come back home, who left the nest. May want to come back home. We'll ask Brando Chambly about that. Coming up next here, right here on the Rich Eisen Show with Kirk Morrison, filling in for Rich.
0: Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com.
2: Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets
4: Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, the Rich Eisen Show radio network. I'm currently sitting at the uh, Rich Eisen Show desk, which is furnished by Granger With supplies and solutions for every industry, Granger has the right product for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Kirk Morrison here filling in for Rich and talk, just talking about how this week has sort of changed. It was post-Super Bowl week. But then we got an announcement earlier this week that Tiger Woods will be playing in his event that he hosts, the Genesis Open right here in Riviera. And uh, the numbers are starting to come in that people are excited. They're watching because Tiger is back and nobody better to break that all down with us than Brando Chambly, the Golf Channel analyst. Reach him on Twitter at Shambly Brando. And we'll start right there, Brando. When you got the word that Tiger Woods would be playing in this tournament, just your thoughts and sort of the excitement that has kind of hit golf after a big weekend in Phoenix.
3: Well, I thought it was great news, you know, and, and especially listening to his remarks in the couple of days uh, preceding the start of the tournament yesterday. Not only did he sound, uh, you know, excited to be playing, he sounded pretty confident that he would play well. You know, just the fact that he was emphatic about the fact that he was there to play to win. I think he was a little cagier about his prospects last year. I mean, last year he played nine rounds on the PGA Tour, and he averaged He had a few good rounds. He made a cut at the Masters and the cut at the PGA, but overall he averaged over 75. Uh, but he sounded, he sounded confident, so I thought, well, oh, goodness, I mean, this sort of bodes well for 2023. I mean, maybe we see him five, six times this year. But I think he's got uh, a lot more game than he had last year.
4: Oh, I 100% agree with that. I would say this too, Brando. And just watching the different um, holes that I did watch uh, yesterday for Tiger and in so far today, he doesn't seem to have that gait in his walk where it seemed like last year, you could see him laboring and you could also see those winces, right? Those grimaces when he would go down to pick up a tee or to pick up the ball uh, in, in the hole. I didn't see that over these first couple of days. And so to me, that tells me that he's looking not like old Tiger, but definitely well within what this new game looks like. What have you seen from him on the course so far as far as his condition?
3: Yeah, I think that's a pretty good assessment. You know, he was definitely hobbled last year, uh, and I remember him sort of walking over the Swilkin Bridge at St Andrews, yeah. and you know he looked like an old man who had a had a problematic uh, right leg and foot. Uh, I watched him at the Father Son, and he looked pretty hobbled there, and he looked like he was in pain. So I kind of didn't really think I would see much of him this year, based upon what I saw at the Father Son. But to see him walk around, I mean, he still limps, but. You know, he doesn't look like he's grimacing and I think one of the more telling aspects to sort of underscore the comfort with which he's playing and working his way around a golf course is just the fact that he can now squat down and read his putts. He didn't do that all last year.
0: Right.
3: Last year he would just sort of, you know, put one hand on a leg and sort of halfway bend over and and look at, at the putts, but you know, he's he's bended down quite a bit. So you know, I, again, whatever pain he was in at the father-son, whatever swelling he was dealing with, it it seems like to some extent he's got it under control this week.
4: We're talking about Golf Channel analyst Brando Chambly here on the Rich Eisen show. I'm Kirk Morrison filling in for Rich and, and Brando. So last week I was in Phoenix for the Waste Management Open, had a great time being there. Uh, and oh, the, you were there? Oh okay. yeah, I was there. Uh, I was going around. I was by the uh, you know the, the Golf Channel set for a little bit. I snuck into the uh, to the green room, by the way. Some great snacks in there, by the way. And I won't tell you my hookup to get in there, by the way. But I, but it was a fun time. It was great. And I really thought that uh, the Phoenix Open is a great start to the season. You know, one of those big premier events that brings so many fans in, in, into golf. And then now you have this week with the Genesis Open. And then you just think about some of the the players that have now won. And just the, I would say, the spotlight that is now put on golf – and what the PGA Tour has sort of did to uplift the tour, have uplifted the players. Where have you seen it most grow in the last couple of years now where you're starting to see the tour really take center stage week in and week out?
3: Well, I think the level of young and accomplished talent um, is, is unique. Uh, there has certainly been some successful players you know, early in their careers, you know, Seve, Gene Sarazen, Jack Nicklaus, Tiger Woods. Um, but there hasn't been as many of them. There hasn't right. been this high of a concentration of young and successful players on the PGA tour. So I think they've benefited from having watched not only the greatest player of all time, but the right. greatest mind in the game. And, you know, Golf Channel came along in 1996, 1995. That's right when Tiger came along. So they've got to watch every step of the way. So they have got a clear idea of how to train and how to work their way around a golf course. So I think that's that's part of it. But as much as I've railed against live, I, and I don't believe that it is capitalism at work, I think it is corruption, but I will admit that it is competition for the yeah. PGA Tour. And the competition, competition makes everything better. So the idea of having these designated events you know, upwards of 20 of them means we get to see the best players in the world go head-to-head more often. So instead of just the majors and the FedEx Cup, we get to see them, you know, another dozen times. And I think that's great. You know, John Rahm won the first one uh, in Hawaii, mm-hmm. and Scotty Scheffler won the one last week in, in Phoenix. So that's, that's the idea. I don't know that the PGA Tour could have dreamed of two better scenarios to get this thing started. And as we said here, you know, Tiger Woods is playing well, but on the top of this leaderboard, You've got Max Homa, Colin Morcala, John Rahm, Roy McElroy, <laughs> and Justin Thomas. So we're, you know, we're, we're set up for another phenomenal weekend here on the PGA Tour.
4: Yeah, you're talking about an all-star list of players who are still playing um, at their, their best golf right now. And, and you mentioned a little bit about Liv, and I was thinking about it the other day and kind of reading some reports and, of the guys who did go over to the Liv Tour. And at some point I always say, when you leave home, And you take a look back and you realize, like, home is actually okay. Home is actually (laughs) seems to be a lot more fun now that you've left. And you're starting to see the increase in the fan support and the social media. And this is what happens to sometimes, I think, with players in other sports. They go for greener pastures, but then you also fall into this abyss of, Nobody's watching, and you kind of get forgotten about. Do you think there's possibly some guys who would love to come back to the tour, especially the way that it's risen in growth over the last couple seasons?
3: I've heard some people say you know players have buyer's remorse. Right. I, I would call it seller's remorse. They've sold their soul to the highest bidder. Mm. Uh, and in spite of the despicable source of the money for live, the fact is that they're playing in places that are you know, thousands and thousands of miles away from their homes. The golf courses are not in as good a shape as PGA Tour courses. There's not likely anything equivalent to the fitness trailers and the uh, repair trucks that follow around the PGA Tour. There's certainly not the attention. You know, I've I've seen, I've watched some live golf just because I wanted to inform myself and get a sense of, of what it was, if there was any attraction, any sellable quality to it and you know it's like they're playing golf in a void for the most part they're trying to manufacture and hype up interest where there just flat isn't any you know you can see pictures of phil Mic- mickelson out playing the 18th hole and there's nobody mm. watching nobody so yeah i i think you know there's a lot of them are like what have i done you know and how much money do you need you know i mean there's all kinds of documented evidence and studies done that you know, what? somebody has enough money to live comfortably, in other words, have a roof over their head, food on the table, and be able to have, you know, reasonable health care, uh, no amount of money is going to make them any happier. And, and and here these tour players were with all of the success that they were having on the PGA Tour, all of the sponsors that wanted to do business with them, uh, all of the comforts of traveling on the private jets to the best courses in the in the u.s under the best conditions under the best weather conditions under the best scenarios and and now they've uprooted all of that and, and what just for a little bit more money and in the final analysis once you take away the sponsorship dollars that they have foregone the fact that the pga Tour is now elevated i'm not sure they've even made the decision for a whole lot more money
4: yeah <laughs> Ooh, that's a lot there golf channel analyst brando Chambly joining us here in- I think you go from like the live and the PGA Tour and sort of that controversy, but I think that an even bigger controversy right now in terms of golf, and it's more for the sneakerheads out there, Brandall. It's more for the people who like to have the right type of footwear on the golf course. And I'm saying that because we just talked about Tiger Woods, and it seems to be Tiger Woods is a Nike athlete. But then he's wearing foot joy shoes and he has to find the right shoes that prepare him for a lengthy round. And so there's sort of this kind of back and forth of what's the proper shoe for Tiger Woods, but more importantly, what's the proper shoe for you? I know I prefer comfort over, I guess, luxury or over stylistic. But how does that kind of play out for Tiger as he shows everybody? I don't I know I'm a Nike guy, but I can't wear the Nike shoe.
3: Yeah, you know, look, I don't know what demands you know he's he needs in a in a shoe. I don't know what it was specifically about the Nike shoe that didn't support or give him the support he needed in his you know right foot in transition. I don't know exactly what it was, but whatever it was, he's finding it in another pair of shoes as opposed to the, the Nike shoes. I'm sure it's upsetting to the <laughs> Nike people. I'm sure it's uh, of great comfort to. Uh, to, to FootJoy, uh, but anymore, since I'm not on the PGA Tour, uh, you know, I, I guess I could call these people and ask for some free shoes. But I'm quite happy to go to the PGA Tour Superstore and buy the most comfortable golf shoes uh, I, I can find. Uh, you know, my wife is also <laughs> she's a bit of a commentator in the fashion world, so. You know, we get a lot of sh- shoes sent to us that I, I look at. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of cool stuff out there. But uh, but Tiger, I'm sure it's just the mere fact that he's looking for more support uh, as he pushes off with his right foot in his golf swing.
4: Brando, I wear a size 12 and a half 13, so if you want to slide a couple of those pair my way, I will gladly take them off your hands. Golf Channel, Ellis. I'm, I'm,
3: I'm an 8 and a half, 9. So oh, okay. I'm we're not getting many of those big feet and shoes at our house.
4: Hey, yeah, let her know, but uh, what you got something, Brock? Hey, Brando, quick question about Max
1: Oma, who's at yes. 7 under right now. How has he been able to really mm-hmm. elevate his game in the last in the last few years, especially, I guess you could say, quote, at the old age of 32?
3: Look, I, you know, first, first of all, he's a, a really hard worker, uh, which doesn't necessarily single him out amongst the PGA Tour. I mean, by the time you get to the Tour, you, you find them you know, the guys who have the most, the best attitudes and persevere the most. But uh, one thing, I think he's got uh, a real great sense of, you know, spatial awareness, how to move the club on the right plane. Uh, not everybody's blessed with that, and he's got a, a, a body and a facility that allows him to do that. He generates quite a bit of club head speed in, in spite of the fact that he swings pretty. It looks graceful and elegant, but it's there's a lot of violence going on there. Uh, but he's managed to work on all aspects of his game such that he doesn't have a weakness. As a matter of fact, there are only five other players on the PGA Tour, that have more complete games, and I'm Mm -hmm. talking about off the tee, into the green, around the greens, and on the greens. So the four major aspects of the PGA Tour, there's only five other players that have more complete games than him. That's Patrick Cantley, Xander Shopley, Sung Jai M., Matthew Fitzpatrick, and Rory McIlroy. And all of those players had pretty big sneaking up on monster years last year. They all won. Uh, in the case of Rory, he won three times, and, of course, he's followed up, up with a couple wins this year. Xander Shoffley, uh, he won three times as well. You know Patrick Cantley twice. Uh, Sung jae won once, but he finished second three times. And Homo won uh, twice last year, and already won twice this year. So it's just a matter of him not having any weaknesses. Everybody, for the most part, almost everybody fights some demon in the game. It's rare when someone comes along and doesn't have a weakness. And right now in the PGA, five six players out there and he's one of them
4: yeah he's one of the young exciting players but i think the young exciting player you're probably uh most happy to see uh isn't on the golf course he's at the uh, university of texas your alma mater um were you one of the dignitaries that helped uh the visit for arch manning as he is now the quarterback possibly <laughs> of the future at the university of texas has the brando Chambly tickets arrived yet for the upcoming longhorn season
3: <laughs> No, I'm afraid I didn't get that call to recruit, uh but you know I'm a big fan of the mannings, all of them uh going back you know look, I grew up in uh, Irving, Texas, so it was you know a great era for the Cowboys when I grew up I mean that's how old I am, but i I'm old enough to remember Archie Manning as a quarterback for New Orleans and lucky enough to have been at several functions where he got up to speak, so he wasn't just a great athlete and great quarterback, he was all class uh he really was uh you know just a man of great character and he's done a hell of a job of raising his kids and and uh now you know i think it's uh, we're all fortunate to get to watch them play and to have them as leaders in and the sport and in particular i think ut is uh mm-hmm. very fortunate to have the manning family uh, sort of associated with the longhorns
4: brando before i get you out of here I'm gonna put you uh, on the hot seat who's your 2023 golfer of the year
3: I think it's going to be Rory. You know, I think Rory, for the first time in his career, is playing with a chip on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. I think he's always been an emotional player, but never one to look for slights here or there. But, but uh, I think that's a characteristic of a lot of great athletes: is that they they found a way with a play with a chip on their shoulder. A certain, you know, Kobe Bryant, Tiger Woods, uh, just to name two, but I could name fifty. <laughs> uh, and I think the fact that Liv has come along and Rory is the elder statesman in the game and uh, the one the most prominent face uh, sort of trying to divine out the difference uh, between live and the PGA Tour, uh, I think he's taken a real leadership role, and it hasn't uh, been a detriment to his game. So I, I'm, I'm going to say Rory.
4: All good. I like it. And Rory's definitely uh, outspoken about standing up for the PGA Tour. We've definitely seen that. Hey, Brando, appreciate the time, my man. Always great to catch up with you.
3: You bet. Thank you for having me on. Talk to you
4: later. Appreciate it. That's the Golf Channel analyst, Brando Chambly. You can reach him on Twitter, at Brando Chambly. A lot of good notes there um, from Brando as we uh, get ready to see what happens this weekend. Uh, Any update on Tiger Woods for me, Brock? Give me a little something. I need something. He's hitting bombs off the tee, (laughs) but he's still two under for the tournament. Okay. Well, he's tackling that course similar to Monster.com, how they can help you tackle the job hunt and make your next career move in football and in life there's the regular season and there's the playoffs well monster.com knows that scoring your next job that's a playoff type of moment to bring your a game you need monster.com looking to change positions and join a new team monster can help you monster.com has millions of job openings and great coaching and career advice for strong performance when it counts plus When you upload your resume to Monster.com, you can be recruited by employers before they even post their jobs. Monster.com specializes in building the right teams for employers and knows how to match you with those job fits. When you score the position, Monster.com's salary calculator ensures you are paid what you're worth. The regular season is now history. We all know that the playoffs are no time to be messing around, so it's time to get off the sidelines. Go to Monster.com and win the job hunt monster.com more Rich Eisen show coming up next here.
2: Hey folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, just not myself, you know, the deal, in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time for JD Power 2023 award information. Visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery.
4: Back here on the Rich Eisen show, Kirk Borson filling in for Rich. That's how you do it. There, yeah, this I'm is uh, behind the scenes. Sometimes you got to put was out a buzzer some buzzer beater fires. right there, baby. Buzzer you got to put it out sometime. That's when um, you know your school, your your son's school tells you uh, he needs a pickup. And I said, well, he, he can't be picked up right now. I'm going be picked up in a you know in a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe probably in about an hour and twenty five minutes or so. Yeah. So yeah, we'll figure it all out. But uh, Ooh, but you timed yeah. that perfectly. I did. I, I did. Very well saw what you guys just saw out there uh, watching, but for the people who are listening, just some little behind-the-scenes stuff here on the Rich Eisen Show. I am Kirk Morrison filling in for Rich. And uh, we were just talking a little bit off air because we're trying to figure out some of the new fits, right? Not gonna outfits, be a bunch, but, man. but new fits for quarterbacks, especially the free agent quarterbacks, and one that's being... Uh, reported that right now Derek Carr, will, former quarterback of the Las Vegas Raiders, will be taking a visit to the New York Jets. Uh, there it is right there. Jets are bringing in free agent quarterback Derek Carr for a visit this weekend. Sources say it'll be the second meeting with a team for Carr who visited the Saints prior to his release by the Raiders. Carr is in the process of evaluating all options now that he's a free agent. So it's, um, for Derek Carr, this is, I don't know if you guys have some of the access to like certain clubs oh. in terms of like online, like online shopping. That guy used to Oh, he this. Oh, so you have the pre-sale, <laughs> you get a chance to look at the pre-sale before the actual sale drops? Sometimes on sneakers if Sneaker, I get okay, lucky. see, that's what I'm talking about. Because <laughs> there's a couple of uh, clothing designers and, and, and outfitters that I choose to, uh, partaking a lot of things that they have. So I'm a are you down with yeah, the, I I haven't got there yet. That sounds uh, we'll, really fancy we'll by the way. Mind, yeah. yeah, that yeah. sounds really, really fancy. Shout out. Um but you get into like you know, here's our pre sale or this is what's going to go out to the public, but you get first dibs on it. You get a chance to see what it what it is before it actually gets out. I was like, oh cool. That's what Derek Carr is actually doing. So by him being released, which we knew was going to happen the entire time. I I was in Vegas for Pro Bowl and I was just like, man, Derek Carr traded like nobody's going to trade for him when, you know, two weeks later, he's going to be released like he will be released on the day after Valentine's Day. So no pun, no love intended here because he was going to be released and teams won't have to give up the draft compensation. You know, teams are hoarding their draft picks right now. I mean, Brock Purdy has made you, made you feel that every draft pick is worth it. Like right? there is no more mystery relevant because to uh, here we go. My one joke of the day, Mister Irrelevant became relevant this year. So every team is going to keep all the draft picks because who can be now the next Brock Purdy? Who could be the guy that you may be depending on? So teams don't want to give up draft picks. So that's how you knew Derek Carr was going to get released. He gets released, and now. Before the shopping begins, right, before the back, before the Black Friday sale begins, Derek Carr gets to go inside the mall and walk around <laughs> and shop before all <laughs> the consumers get a chance to go take a look at the goods. Now I see where you're going with that. And that's that. what he's doing right now. He's went to New Orleans. He'll go to New York. Mm-hmm. And remember this. This is the first time Derek Carr has been a free agent in the NFL. I've always talked to a lot of guys, and they said, this is the first time I've actually been recruited since I was in college. So there is this sense of we want you, we need you, that players have missed. They haven't had that in a very long time. Derek Carr has been on the same franchise. So it's about, hey, contract extension and who we're going to bring in. But for the first time, I think, in his career, it's truly we want you here. We think that you are the missing piece to our franchise. We want you. So he's feeling the love. I just don't know if that may be the right fit for Derek Carr in New York. I mean, the Jets, Derek Carr, is that real? Because the one thing about Derek Carr, love Derek, great dude, great dude. But he's not going to be able to just block the media in New York. Because he he'll block you on Twitter. He'll block you. The family will block you. Maybe you got to check. I'm not blocked. I'm good. I think I'm in. I'm in the family. I'm good. But let's check you got got to check your. uh let's, let's check David. Just Carper. check your socials. Sometimes you don't know. You may be on the banned list. Nope. On nah. the block oh, list. Nope. I'm good. So you good? David. So we good. good on
1: David? I'm gonna yeah. check. Derek see if you're good real on real Derek. Quick. You got to
4: make sure. And I'm good on Derek. All there right, we're not go. blocked. We're not blocked. So you're good. So we'll see. Because you know, in New York, they they write about everything. I like him
1: uh, better in New York with the Jets than New Orleans or Carolina. I think that's a better fit for him. They're a better team. They're ready to win now. The Jets are. They're ready to be a playoff team. They just need a quarterback, and I think Derek Carr can take them to the playoffs.
4: Poe, Zach Wilson. And I say poe, not poor, but Poe, Zach Mm -hmm. Wilson. That's just me. That's my my language for Poe, Zach Wilson. What's going on? Zach just two years and – Career, I mean. It
1: just seems like, it just seems like he hasn't uh, developed. He hasn't improved his game, and he needs to sit back and really watch a pro, so to speak, do it.
4: Right. I think he and a lot of people fell victim to the social media quarterback. It's a, it's, a real, it's a real thing right now. It's a real syndrome that goes around.
1: <laughs> I thought Justin Herbert was the social
4: media player. Like I said, you said it, not me. <laughs> it's a real thing, though, the social media quarterback. <laughs> we always look at some of the great throws and the unbelievable throws, but do we watch the actual throws in-game on third down on this, or are we watching the first and ten evade the rush, throw it 50 yards down the field on a rope, and it's like, oh, my God, that was unbelievable. That's cool. But on third and sixth, are you willing to stand in the pocket when a linebacker's breathing down your neck and your wide receiver is not out of his break yet? Can you stand in the pocket and deliver that? Can you be a leader within your team? That is what the NFL is looking for. Cause I see I, I know what it looks like. Cause I've seen Patrick Mahomes on a bum ankle go out and just say, you know what? Just give me an opportunity. Did you know that the Eagles' defense had as many an- bum ankle. ankle? Oh, it was a bum ankle. Like Brockman doesn't bum believe ankle. he was hurt. Oh,
5: that ankle was toe up, man. He, come Brockman on, Brockman thinks he was it was a not real. He wasn't really. He
4: had thirty <laughs> yards. He had the longest rush of the game. <laughs> right, but did you see how he ran? I always love all. They dude. should have played
5: to Sanford in some music while he was running, like ba 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 bum.
4: Like I said, I have no, I cannot unsee it. But I've you know I love to partake in social oh, yeah. media. But <laughs> someone said that. Patrick Mahone runs like a toddler trying to escape his parents. <laughs> That's
0: pretty good, <laughs> He's like, man. Like, ah, That's pretty don't funny. Give me, don't get me. Ah! I have a toddler. That's <laughs> yes. pretty funny. That's, That's pretty accurate.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so I, I can't unsee it, but I know what it looks like because I see this dude do it week in and week out. And remember, uh, the Eagles' defense, by the way, had as many sacks as all of us in the room. Yep. Zero. Zero. Kirk, let me ask you this: as, sure. an eight, as
5: an eight-year vet, former linebacker in, in the in the league. W- what quarterback did you play against that you would say their skill set most closely resembles what we see from Patrick Mahomes right now? Is
4: there anyone even close? Mm. That's, that's an interesting one because Tom Brady would just beat you with his mind. Mm-hmm. right? Tom Brady would do things that when you watched on film yesterday, I'm like, God, Lee, he, he made me bite up on a run fake on second and eight when I know they're not going to run the football and he th- hits a – Fourteen yard in cut behind me where I was supposed to be at. Like it's those mind games that I lost with Tom. But when you talk about athletic ability, looks like Patrick has it all. Like the, hey, the I'm
5: trying the I can't. running
4: QB, the passing QB, like everything that you want. It's, it's tough because so many guys were kind of in their – They played in different eras where the style of play that Patrick now has. It really wasn't something that people wanted to see. It was all about the pocket passer standing in the pocket, right? Because if you think about my year, 2005, the guy who was drafted number one overall was Alex Smith. That's what the NFL was looking for pocket passers with a little mobility. And then to think that with the little mobility and where Patrick, I'm sorry, where Alex Smith ended up going to the Kansas City Chiefs is what they wanted. And they realized, you know what? We need a little bit more. And that's where they went out and drafted Patrick Mahomes to give them a little bit more of the ability to throw the ball down the field, make plays that are off schedule. And that's what the NFL is, though, TJ. It's it's not the plays that you can make that are schemed up. Everyone can make – I mean, coaches can scheme up and do it. But it's the plays that you can make off schedule. Mm -hmm. When the defense, who gets paid too – are coming at you and you got a linebacker in your face, you got a safety coming off the edge. Can you be able to sit back and make the play? Can you make some of those plays? And that's what separates the good from the great quarterbacks, right? We saw Joe Burrow. He's been doing it, right? That's what's separating the Josh Allens and these guys. But clearly one thing that I did, I forgot to mention, have we also seen that there is a clear cut? Patrick Mahomes is at the top. -hmm. There is a gap now, right? There is a gap. It's not like oh, Patrick Mahomes, and right after him is no, no, no. Let's put a little space in between that. Then we can get to Josh Allen or Joe Burrow, Burrow, right? Dak Prescott, Dak, you know, Justin Herbert. Let's do that. Let's not just put because what we're seeing from Patrick Mahomes, dude, that's not that's not right. That's cheating half the time. NBA star weekend what you be watching discuss that next here